Congratulations. You've made an excellent life choice today. You're displaying strong character and good taste by tuning into this infotainment web zone. We're poorly informed and highly opinionated. This is Idiots Discuss the Universe. sound quality is what I'm having a hard time with. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, the delivery also is another thing, but that's one of those things that I wouldn't be, like, I can work, I have to work on delivery no matter where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll conquer that beast for sure. You know? But, like, the sound thing, like, I don't know. I just think that probably, like, you with all the your all your fussing and buttons over there, like you could probably make it sound just a lot more professional. Oh, we could get it sounding pro, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then maybe even if you have like some real nice instrumental music that I could use for like ch- chapter openings and chapter endings, yeah. you know, something, yeah, something just real like Patty, you know, just sure. Like, not patty, but pad. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. No, I got no, you. Nothing, nothing super complex. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing super complex. But yeah. Yeah, trying to get it all together has been a chore. I mean, like, I'm trying to get, like, um, a, tie, a cover that I'm happy with. Or yeah. even, like, a design to start working on. And it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, like, what I picture... When I picture that um, that novel, it's like uh, the the main detective guy, right? Standing, um, sorry. Damn. Um, what I picture is the main detective guy standing, like, so he's got his police car or whatever his car. And doors open, and uh-huh. he's standing, like, and he's stopped in the middle of the road, uh-huh. kind of a thing. And he's outside, and he's like, like he's just gotten out of the driver's seat, and he's looking up, and there, there's the green sky, and there's like Apollo, like, just in the very distance. You're like, Hermes. What? Hermes. Sorry, yeah, Hermes. Yeah, like flying, kind of towards. Just through, through this, yeah, way back in the. Yeah, way, uh-huh. almost to the point where you're like, what is that? Uh huh. You don't even know what it is. Yeah. You know. But something's coming at yeah, him, yeah. You know, and just like landscape, green sky, something's coming at him. He stopped in the middle of the road, like looking up, kind of a thing. And huh. it's like his like back. Yeah, you know? yeah. Definitely, yeah. I've I've almost drawn that exact um, thing. Like just as far as sketches go, that's one of that's one of the ideas. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, like I guess that that that's like my that's like pretty close to like my ideal like. Um, my first idea, my first major idea. Mm. You know, my only addition to that would it would it would have Devil's Tower kind of in the background too, because yeah. that's where it all happens. You know, just yeah. as like the silhouette of the landscape in the background, there would be like a the Devil's Tower. You no, know, that would be cool to place it also in like you know, kind of give it a sense a sense of setting. But like my sister's like, you know, you really should try to go abstract with the cover, you know, and make it more. Um, I don't know like appealing um 
experiment with that stuff you know what i'm saying yeah. and like because there are some really cool like abstract ideas you know what i'm saying and she's just like that just appeals to like women better mm-hmm. because like our our ideas like that's like like a 70s pulp novel you know like right. if it was a 70s pulp novel that's the painted cover that yeah. would be on it for yeah. sure i mean for sure i totally. mean it's without a doubt that would be what it was yeah. you know oh or you know like the two of them like hunting a chupacabra or something it would be some yeah. action scene from it you know maybe like not exactly from it but heightened up you know right and it would be glorious yeah but that's when men read books you right. know and like there's a point to be made to like the more abstract and like mysterious it is like the more like that appeals to like the female sure. book shopper. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying multiple things and, um, I've got one that is just like, you know, um, it's, it's Hermes foot with like the, the wings coming out of the ankle, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like a close up of that. that just covers the whole book. And then I just kind of break it down until it's just like basic colors. Mm. And then I've got a black background and that's just kind of like, what what it is and then in red writing it has the the name of the title that's, in that front of it. cool so that's one that's one but i'm going to come up with like six or seven of them and then just kind of pull people and see um what gets the most votes makes sense yeah you know because i'm just notoriously like I, I pick questionable shit you know i i do pick questionable shit for this type of stuff you know i just like know aesthetically yes hmm yeah, I get in like this weird mood where I'm just like, I make it like an in joke with just like me, yeah, you know, sure. and like it's um, it's something that really makes me happy on some weird esoteric level, but like it doesn't really like serve me well, you know, on stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, well, it's all about the balance because you do still want that. Yes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You do like that. I feel like is your creative gut you know and you you should follow that but you know yeah well rick rubin is always like if you're thinking about the audience it's you're you're not in the process anymore or something like that you know Mm -hmm. yeah like you've left the actual creative process and now you're thinking about it from like a business perspective which is not necessarily not valid but it's like you're not you've like left to the creative process a little bit and you're thinking about it more like abstract and like from not even abstract but you're thinking about it from like a business marketing perspective you know which is like different considerations than right like how will it appeal to these people and like what's relevant now and you know what i mean rather than like what's inside of me that i want to be (laughs) on the cover I don't know Rick Rubin. I don't you don't know. know? I don't know. Um, I mean, like he's. I mean, it's music. Wild, it's different. No, he's wildly talented, but I think that it's a little. That sounds a little bullshitty to me, to a way. Yeah. I mean, because he makes like wildly popular pop albums, and you've got to think about your audience. Like, even if your audience is you, right? I mean, like you don't, you don't create things out of. Most art is created because you know someone's going to. Yeah, it's for somebody in it. some way. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that that is maybe an overstatement to the other side of that. Yeah. You know, I don't think you know who, but I mean, like, you should. I don't know, like when I was writing the novel, like I wrote the novel that I wanted to read for that. Uh, I would. I wrote a novel that I would want to read. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, like I also wrote it. Uh, I made sure all like the 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 diction and stuff was right because I wanted other people to read it and be able to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like like you put Rick Rubin like make sure everything everything's in tune and all the everything mm-hmm. sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's he's fixing it up for somebody. Sure. And maybe it's him, but you know, also, I mean, he's 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 considering his audience. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I got to imagine it's it's part of it, but maybe it's like the whole the point is like because you hear about him and he's like very hands off in a lot of ways as far as a producer goes. Uh-huh. Like he captures the he's all about like capturing the band and like encouraging them to like get it to like the purest form so to speak. Okay. And then okay. and he's not like big on like making huge like there's there's certain producers out there that are like a a fifth member of the band so to speak, you know, like the Beatles, they had what's the fuck is his name? George Martin. Yeah, George yeah. Martin. They had George Martin, who was, like, doing string arrangements and, like, all these crazy things and, like, making, you know... Uh, yeah, he was a fucking genius. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it, and, it, and it's awesome. Um, and But I, from my understanding is Rick Rubin is, like... Not, not that. Not that, like, mm-hmm. opposite end of the spectrum, more like a guru-type guy who's, like, in the studio with you being, like, like trying to get you to make your favorite thing uh-huh. kind of a okay, thing. Okay, okay. I don't know. Okay. But, huh. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, he's he does make, you know, just huge pop albums, but they're also, for all of them, you know, because, I mean, now you could say Slayer, Rain and Blood is like a pop album in the sense that it's popular, you know? Well, well sure, but it also moved them towards broad acceptance yeah you know but it was also destructively heavy mm-hmm. and controversial sure. sure you know what i mean sure. and like pretty uncompromising but it was their best sounding thing to that date mm-hmm. you know um you know it was the cleanest that they had sounded while still maintaining like the slayer thing like all of the og fans are still like you know Oh sure. Oh sure. Rain and blood. You know. No, but it took it to a new level. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, it definitely. made it into its thing. Yeah. I don't know. You know. I mean, I'm, who am I to second guess Rick Rubin for sure? You know. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely uh, have been taking too many of his quotes to heart, probably because he does that. He's got an Instagram page where he right. does he quotes himself. You know, and I mean, I I doubt it's him running it, but it's like there's a Rick Rubin quote one a day and it's the only post like it gets deleted and then there's a new quote. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, that kind of a thing. And every time you read it, you're kind of like, all right, like it does. It is kind of nice to hear because there is a lot of times where you get bogged down, like worrying about what Mm -hmm. people are going to think. And like I can see how that just like stops a lot of creatives, even, you know, if it's writing or whatever, it stops you dead in your tracks. There's also something to be said for trying to be current with what you're doing and your design. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think you've done that with like Odious at least, you know, where you like have abandoned like traditional metal design for your albums sure you know i'm talking about the art yeah not not like the music yeah um but you've abandoned like traditional um ideas as far as that goes to a large degree sure yeah um and 
gotten with the program. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you kind of uh, updated that sort of thing too, mm-hmm. you know? And like the idea that we have that that we both had of like the the to share up in the painted cover sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's just not done. You know, I like go to a bookstore and you just don't see that style of yeah. book anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but there is something to be said for like breathing life back into a thing that worked at one point. You know, sure. Like you could you know. maybe do it. And if I were, and right if way. I were like somebody that had like some clout, right? That's when you do that sort of thing. Yeah, I think. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think I have like. I would love to make like a special edition of this book that make it look just like a 70s pulp novel. That would be so awesome. Yeah. You know. Um, I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I may try to find an artist that could. I don't even know who would do that though. That's another stumbling block of that painted, yeah. that painted cover, because if I did it, it would be unsatisfactory. It would not look good. You know what I'm saying? Like I would mm-hmm. not be happy with it, and I don't even know who I would hire that's doing art like that right now. You know, I mean, in, in in the level that they yeah. were like, you know, the the, the Boris Viejo and like all that that sure. that style of like pulp covers. I could see, I could see. Um, I don't know. Maybe I can link you because there's some painters. You know, who, you just dropped a uh, ash. Oh, that's fine. It looked like it was red hot, but I guess it went out on the way down. But uh, yeah, there's some painters on Instagram and whatnot who are you know they specialize in metal covers. Uh huh. You know. And uh, I could kind of see that. And it is more, like, abstract. Like, it's not, like, super realism. It's more, like, you know, blurry, blotchy kind of stuff, you know, with paint. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I don't know. I could see that being kind of cool. Like, the idea of actually making it almost like an album cover kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Obviously, it's a different, like, literally a different format, but... Um, it's very much the same thing, right? It's just like rectangular. Yeah, I would say that like a yeah, you're right, like on a tape, like a book cover is even more important to the book than um, an album cover is to the album. Really? Because I think that like most people are exposed to it, an album for the first time through the music, Hmm. and then like if they see the album cover and it's super cool, that that cinches the deal. But it's not like you're going to hear like a chapter of my book like at the club, right? And then come looking for my book at the bookstore. Like you, yeah. you go to the new releases and like you go or you're going through Amazon, and like the book cover has yeah. to catch your eye, yeah, enough for you to like click on it and to read what the book's about. And then sure. there's hope, yeah. So it's kind of like that first line of "Don't judge a book by a cup by its cover." Mm-hmm. The reason they say that is because that's exactly what happens constantly. Right. It's pretty much unavoidable. And yeah. it's, you know, um, unfortunate, I guess, but it's also, like, makes total sense. Yeah. No, it does. I don't know. I'll come up with something cool. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's not like if it doesn't, if it's not working, I can't, like, come up with something different and switch it out off of all the, you know, I could switch my cover off of Amazon or whatever. Right. But, like, it's, it's surprisingly a lot of work. You know, oh. to get all the different formats for all the different areas that, like, you know, because I have to come up with an audiobook one. I have to come up with a printable, right. like, front, spine, back version. Mm-hmm. And then I have to come up with all the just um, 
just the front, just the cover, like good cover images too, yeah. you know, and keep it all consistent and together. I don't know. It's it's just a lot of work. Oh, it is. And it's uh, crazy. Being... I don't enjoy it like I thought I would enjoy it. <laughs> it's, because it's it's so funny. Like when you're like a DIY artist of any kind, it's like okay, it was enough to go through the labor of like creating the work sure you know mm-hmm. and this is the point where the publisher or the record label would be like all right we're gonna take it off your hands we're gonna make sure you know ideally we're gonna make sure it's something you like right you know we're gonna find the artist we're gonna make sure we're give us your ideas we'll make sure that it's good mm-hmm. we're gonna do all this mm-hmm. leg work mm-hmm. we're gonna get it formatted we're gonna get yeah. it mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff and so you can just kind of like uh relax you know but now it's you know you've got to do all of that <laughs> and yeah. and it's at a point where you're like done with the work you're like oh, well it's me. not really even that i'm not like done with the work but it is like it's kind of like what you're doing like you have you have to like master two career two careers to do the career that you want to do you know what yeah. i'm saying like you want to make music and perform music right yeah. But to do that, you also have to be like this business administrator, yeah. bookie, yeah. Um, all this other stuff that you have to do if you're going the route that you're going. Right. You know, and you have no interest in doing any of this stuff, you know, to be like an, yeah. an internet promoter or any of that stuff. You just have no, it's not like a core interest. Right. You know, it's not something you would do on your free time. Right. If um, you had your rathers. Right. You know. But you have to master that at least as well as you've mastered the creation of the thing you're trying to do in order to make any of it go. Right. And that seems just horribly unfair. It does seem pretty unfair. <laughs> it seems unfair, but I've, I'm finally past the point where I'm like actively raging against it. And I'm like, all right, no, I'll get good at it. Well, it's kind of turned. You've kind of went over the first hump. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where you've got like uh, you've got some money coming in, mm-hmm. and um, you've got things situated in a way that like you know the horse can start to walk and and run pretty soon. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. it's all up on it's up on all it's up on all fours, and it's starting to move forward. Kind of wobbly, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it is like that. That should breathe new like enthusiasm. Yeah. You, you know, that means that you've you've conquered like you know, the self promotion and stuff to a certain to a, to that certain level. Yes. You know. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's it's good. And yeah, we're we're in the same phase as you where it's like basically most of the art as far as like the music is like pretty much done or in the home stretch. Yeah. You know, and now we're like talking about merch and we're talking about tours and we're talking about you know, music videos and all these sorts of things. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, ideally all that stuff needs to be figured out upon or around the release of an album to like really make it like, all right, this is serious, you know? Right. Oh yeah. You got to have all that kind you of, you got to have all that. Yeah. Maybe not the tour right away, but right. like you have to, yeah, you don't have to announce it, but you should have most of it kind of figured out. Right. No, you have to do it all kind of like a publicity blitz all yeah. at once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and have it all ready to go. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. And I don't know, now, like, the, the, the older I get, the more I'm kind of, like, finding refuge in all of that work a little more. Because it's, like, so opposite side of your brain. Yeah. Than the creative stuff where you're just, like, sw- you're just, like, creative stuff feels like you're just lost at sea sometimes. And you're just, like... Uh, like what's good I don't know 
sure. where do I oh, go? Sure. Is this sure. is this is this all been a foolhardy journey sure. from the get go? Yeah, you know. Whereas like business stuff, you're like, no, to like this plus this equals this. Like I email mm-hmm. and I either get a response or I don't and yeah. then I move on. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. that's at least more comforting or like you know It's just way different. It's just different. Yeah. It's just more yeah. linear or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, you know, either one of them like um depends on how things are going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Both can be equally frustrating sure. depending on how things are going. Yeah. Um and it's a weird balance when you're doing all that for yourself. Yeah. You know, because it's hard to do the thing that Rick Rubin would want us to do because like you're having you have to be your own like promotion marketing person, you know, so like you ought to like put that into your brain that like everything I do like is gonna be marketed and has to be sold. You know, and how do you keep that out of your that pure fire of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you need too. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um but I also think that it is the only way that you can keep that fire is by doing it yourself. Because I think yeah. if you turn it over to other people, that it becomes definitely just a job for them. And whether you have the fire or not, it's without being communicated in the right way. Yeah, You've got to be that insane clown posse that keeps everything in-house and um, has control over it for good or bad or whatever yeah. it is, you know, in, in order to have any hope. Absolutely. I mean, you can definitely corrupt yourself. You know, and I'm sure there'll be members of the entourage that will have periods of time where, you know, I'm saying like it, their focus changes from one thing to another, Mm -hmm. you know, to like, we need money. I need money to do this or that or that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden that becomes the focus. Right. Rather than the creative. Yeah. We're all a bunch of hipster, awesome dudes. Right. You know, which keeps the fires lit at night right now. Yeah. I think the hope, well, hopefully the hope is, is that you know the, the the bright side of the coin or whatever the fuck the the bright side <laughs> of the coin the bright the shiny side of the coin you know there's the dingy the, side and then there's the shiny <laughs> side and uh is that the success you know which is all relative but like financial success you know which i'm still hesitant to even say came like slow enough to the point where we're all still just like i mean at least i am like you know, it's just not it hasn't gotten to me as far as that goes. Well, you let, know, let's We're old let's let's sl- let's slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know because yeah. um, that's fair. It, no, that's unless fair. unless the books are way better than what I think that they are, you know, and I think they're pretty good. But my friend, you're not like rich yet no. from it you're no. not even close no no like you've just entered into like the lowest escalons of like poverty levels of supporting <laughs> yourself right yeah. now with music which yeah. is a wild success as far as music goes right right yeah. but you're not like pulling up in the new sports car or no. any of that stuff right. yet no. when that starts to happen which it could very easily you know what i'm saying like there's just like one more hump and then you get into that zone right you know what i'm saying where there's there, there becomes like a lot of the supposedly disposable money around there's all sorts of you know mm-hmm. bitches and just shit you know that it, mm-hmm. it goes up to that next level then we can talk 
okay. if it gets to your head or not okay. right now. Just because you're like lifting yourself a little bit and you don't have to work at the barbecue cart, like <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> it's just not quite there yet that it's yeah. going to be like that really deep threat to your moral right. soul. Sure. Yet. No, you're right. A little bit. It's 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 kind of telling that you feel like it already has like kind of tempted you and you're holding strong. Well, no, it hasn't tempted me. Like, right? It hasn't. I was going to say, okay, good. It hasn't. Good, because uh, there's not really much that not much that's really tempting you yet. No, it's no. It's going well, but you don't have like a, you don't have bitches. I mean, we got bitches. I mean, not like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, you don't really. got that level of bitches, right? Yeah. No, that's true. Do you just have like bitches hanging out at the studio at your house all day long? No. See? No. Yeah. No, you're not there. No. You're not there yet. No. You don't have hangers on yet. We've got people who want to be hangers on, though. Right, right. Right. Who we were trying to you know, shirk. <laughs> we're, a- we're actively shirking the hangers on. Right, you know? right. But it'll come to a point that you won't be able to shirk the, and then Patty will have some hangers on. You'll have some hangers on. Jeremy yeah. will have hangers on, maybe. Yeah. Um, sure. And then you'll all get like your, your clicks, and then everybody will tell Spetty's that he's the greatest in his click, and they'll tell Patty's he's right. the greatest in his click. Right. You'll have to watch out for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll happen for sure. Especially after a few tours, because like you're going to spend all the time with Patty, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you're going to be like, when you get back, you're going to be like, oh my god, I got to go do something that's not with Patty. Sure, you know, no offense against Patty. Patty's going to be the same with you. Like, yeah. oh my god, I got to go do something other than something with Betty. Yeah, we've just been all the way around the world together, like every day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm with that guy. I have to get away. <laughs> yeah, and it's totally understandable. Yeah, but that's how that's how the hangers on. Right, you know. That sort of deal. Sure. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be interesting. Sure. You know, I think it's going to be interesting. Oh, absolutely. Let's yeah. See what happens. But, uh, but yeah, I guess I'm just like thankful that because there's other people who we are around who are much younger, have bigger followings, Uh-huh. you know, uh, all that sort of and stuff. And it's kind of going to their head. It's, I can see, like, they're in that time of their life where it's, like, the party lifestyle is still very appealing. Sure. Like, all of that sort of stuff is, like, really, you know, it's all happening. It's all so exciting. It's all happening for them and the prime, prime of their life, you know? Right, right, sure. And I'm, like, that's awesome, you know, but it's also, like, man, that's a... That's how people die. That's how people die. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just a dangerous road. I mean, you were in the same position with Odious. But never, like, living off of it. Not living off of it, but you were fucking close, and look what... I mean, you guys both just went, like, fucking crazy off the rails. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you never even got to, like, the point that you were living off of it. No, that's what I'm saying. You just had, like, that really strong potential that it was going to happen very soon, and that's all it took. Right. And by that point, because you guys were just fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But now you've settled down. Sure. Yeah. Still a little crazy, still trying to deal with that. Well, you have to be a little bit crazy or you wouldn't be doing this. Right. Right? Yeah. By nature of what you're doing, like, you're not 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. you may be like the old stick in the mud of the white boy rap game, but you're still like in the white boy rap game, <laughs> yeah. which is not like something that like people like wake up in the morning and think, hmm, I'm going to turn my life around and get in that white yeah. boy rap game. Yeah, for sure. Because that's some that's some good life choices there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even other musicians are just like, oh, that's really not something for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you have to have like a certain something or something, you know, and that's what makes it the pe- that's what that's what the appealing thing is about it, right? You know, it's like death metal in that sense. Yeah, you know, it's not for everyone, right? But the people that it is for, like, it really resonates. Yeah, and you just need like two or three percent of everybody to like it. Yeah, and, and you're fine, sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But no, you're the grandpas of like, you know, it's like being the grandpas of punk music in like 1979. Yeah. Like you're still like all super young. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird that I keep, that keeps happening to me. What? Of like how young fucking people were. Oh, yeah. You know, like when I, when I thought they were super old. Yeah. You know. I think about Kurt Cobain all the time because we have a poster down there, you know. Down where? Oh, down in, sorry, down in the basement. Down oh, okay, in the right, uh-huh. So I'll be looking at it, and I'll just be like, damn, you know? And in the poster, he's got to be like 26, 25, you know? Sure. And just like touring the world, you know? And that still was like older than like a lot of, like he was headed towards the end of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, he should have lived longer, I guess, but, you know, Dave Grohl just had to blow <laughs> his brains out. <laughs> Dave Grohl just had to go and fucking blow his brains out and start the Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it had to happen. It had to happen. Then His- blame history. History had to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And he blamed Courtney. Of course. Yeah. I'm happy that he blamed Courtney. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people were willing to accept yeah. that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. You know. I mean, uh, with at least like Led Zeppelin, like Jimmy Page was like a little older, kind of, you know, he wasn't in his early 20s. He was like 27, I think, 26 when it started because he'd already done like Yardbirds and shit, right? Yeah, but he did Yardbirds when he was, he started being a studio guy when he was like 14. No, totally. Like he was already wildly successful. Because I mean, Bonham and Robert Plant were both 18 I think are nineteen when Led Zeppelin started. I think I don't think so. Or twenty one. They were both like just barely old enough to get into the bars. Maybe I feel like they were all like mid twenties. Maybe mm. should we look this up? Yeah, I think we're gonna need to look it up. I I'm think they were sure. all no. like I think they were like maybe young. They were maybe like twenty three or twenty four. Okay, Siri. How old were the members of Led Zeppelin when the band started? You're worthless. Dude, come on, Siri. It's so funny because, like, any, any uh, like, complex, multi-tiered question like that, that's not a Siri question. you got to be like, how old is, like, how old is Jimmy Page? She can do that. But, like, if it, when the band started, she got to be like, when did it start? I don't know. How old was Jimmy Page? I don't know. You know? <laughs> She's just going to, it's going to fry her little brain. you got to figure out when they started technically. I guess I always go off when they released the first album, which is not when they started, right? 
Like, I always went from, like, you know, first album was, what, like, 68 oh, or some shit, 69. 69. Yeah. Um, and then I look at their birthday, you know, and I just do the math. Uh, Robert Plant was 19 when he started uh, the band. Um, he was 19 when Led Zeppelin started? Yeah, he... He um he was nineteen. That's all I've been able to find so far here. Just a second here. Well, um, stand corrected. Come on, just give me the ages of everybody. Why is it this hard, motherfucker? Jesus Christ. I do not know. It should not be that hard. It should not be that hard. Okay, so Robert Plant was born in the same... I think he was born the same year as my mother. 1948, yes. Okay, 1948. Jimmy Page was 1944, so he was four years older. He was 23. Okay. When the band started. And... John Paul Jones was 21, and then John Bonham was same age as Robert Plant. Damn. So they were all super young. They were so young. Super young. Just babies. That's crazy. Yeah. Babies. Robert Plant was 19. 19. 1969. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Right, yeah. Well, he was born in 1948, so if they got together in 1968 and they started their first album in 1969, then yeah, he was... Yeah, 19 years old, right? No. How is that possible? No. 1948. To 68, that's 20. Yeah. It's 20 years, and then 69, so he's 21. But, I mean, it's still young. Huh. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Weird, okay. That, so that, I feel that, like one, little, that one little blurb was, was wrong then. It said that... Um, that he was 19. That he was 19 when it started, but he was 21 when the first album came out. Yeah. Maybe, you, th- were they together for a few years before they released no. anything? No. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I really don't think so. But he might have started, I mean, he was in he was in bands before Led Zeppelin. He was in, like, Band of Joy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to look that up. No, it's I don't bad. Wanna. It's bad. I don't wanna. If there's even much of it around yeah. out there anymore. Uh, it's just, like, super hippie. Sure. Folk music, bad, 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 not good. Um, um, did you see um, a very interesting um, local? Um, not to change, not to change gears on our um, change, on change our, away on, on our create creative. Um, no, we're done with mental that. masturbation, yeah. philosophizing. Um, really interesting local story is that there's been a bunch of synagogues and like. Um, other places being like defaced and vandalized here in Portland recently. Um, I don't know if you know that because everything's being vandalized, so it's hard to tell that like <laughs> the synagogue itself is being like, but they're putting like um, racist stuff up on synagogues and some different things happened. Huh. And they caught the person that that's doing it Uh-oh. just recently. And it's a writer from Willamette Week. Oh, I did see someone sharing that article. Some super leftist dude. Interesting. Interesting. These out-defacing synagogues and putting up... It's all false flag. 
Uh, He's out making news. That fits wow. that fits the narrative, right? That there's a bunch of proud boys creeping through Portland or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's the big narrative. You know what I'm saying in Portland? That like, oh, the cops just run every. It's like a fascist state. You know, if you talk right. to one of these super leftist dudes, they feel like the Portland city government and Portland in general is a fascist state. Right. They don't see it as like. Right. Mad Max, right? You know what I'm saying. And not only is it a fascist state, but it's a it's like the most liberal place in the country. So imagine what the other places must be like, right? You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. But but again, like that's something that's always surprising to me is that like they hate the people I hate as much as I hate them, right? For the exact opposite reasons that I hate them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They like Ted Wheeler's always coming down on us, enforcing the laws and like yeah. trying to. And I'm just like, dude, that fucker does nothing. Yeah. You know, and like crazy? it's a totally opposite read of the same situation, yeah. you know. But again, like they have that narrative that like we have like a bunch of Nazis coming in from Clackamas and Vancouver constantly that are just right. like patrolling the streets and trying to beat up people. And, yeah beating up trans like that trans person that beat themselves up down in portland state or uh, psu or was it psu or was it downtown portland university i can't remember that was a few years ago that they're like they caught this person on camera they watched her watched her him on camera um all the way home it was kind of like uh what's his name jesse jesse smoley right type of thing sure you know, where, like, they just fell because they were drunk, and then they right. said, oh, I got beat I remember up. this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, I don't know what happened, but I think someone threw a brick at me. But this is a like dude that. that, like, seriously, like, writes for Willamette Week Amazing. and, like, is one of the one of the guys, you know. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a fucking mind op. I mean, it, yeah, it is, and it's like, you got to wonder... Well, I mean, it doesn't really seem like there's much use in wondering how far it goes. Like, you just got to take each incident as, like, a little brick in the wall kind of a thing. Because, like, is it just this guy who's worried about his career, Mm -hmm. needs to write the story, needs to get the narrative? The Willamette Week's like, well, we think that's the narrative, too, but we're not, like, we didn't necessarily tell him to go do that. Or were they like, hey, if you need to stir up some news, and in that case is a willamette week you know talking to some other people being like look you guys are the beacon of truth here and sometimes the truth needs to be stretched a little bit or whatever or you know needs what to I mean? be helped along helped along we need to get some visuals yeah there's some nice visuals for this, this neo this neo-nazism yeah. that's going on they're out there but is that is but i am am i reading it right you know what i mean maybe he is like a closeted like super bigot racist well, that's guy the other thing like yeah he has to. He's like. He's like Two Face or Batman. Like during the day, he writes like super PC articles for Willamette Week, and then at night, he goes into faces synagogues because he's a fucking. You know what I'm saying? He has right. to go get all of his fucking white racism out. Right. Well, it's like a racist Batman. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, that's, an, this, that's another way of reading it, right? That's another way. So we've got two ways, right? He's drumming up news for himself. Or and for the Willamette Week and creating a false flag narrative that he can then go report that he about can use, that he can use for himself or his friends can use yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Or he's he actually 
like hates the Jews in like a completely flipped way and he's like some sort of undercover guy working at Willamette Week and like doesn't like any of that shit at all. Um right and he's right. secretly racist Batman. Or or go ahead. You had to, you had I think more. I got the third one. Okay, do it. Where it's like actually um a lot of the far left stuff comes full circle and agrees with the far right stuff about like Jews and bankers running the world kind of a thing. That's like, true. Like That's you definitely true. have a lot of them being like, uh, and it can get to that point on that side as well. Although the racial stuff is like weird because that seems to be more of the sacred cow. But at the same time, you see um, a lot of the stuff being like, well, you know, I'm sick of this. Like Jews don't Jews aren't people of color. You know what I mean? Like they, they'll say that. Sure. You know, sure. and, uh-huh. and, uh, and, you know, they don't get the same protections and whatnot. Like, they're just privileged white men, just like anyone else, you know, any other uh, privileged white, sure. white yeah, guy. Yeah, there's a camp right. in, in the left uh, of that, for sure. Yeah, and so maybe it's coming from that point, and he is, like, full lefty. We're back. Full yeah. lefty, you know, like, believes it all and fucking hates the Jews that are running this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, uh, Just like the people on the right. Or, you know, the far right, they're like, oh, the Jews are running this shit. I hate them. Like, because they all, you know, it doesn't take much digging to be like, hmm. And I'm not, I don't, I'm well, not we condoning have, any of it, but it's like, you know. We have to remember that the Nazis were a far left movement. Right. You know. Yeah. That's just where they are. They're a socialist, far, social, yeah. far left socialist movement. But they're, but. And, and this they is hated, shit, and they hated some Jews. But that's, they did. And, the, but that's shit people always argue about too. Like. And the Nazis are like the hot potato of the right and the left, you know? They're yeah. like tossing it back and forth all the time. Like, no, 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 not us. Because they're like, no, it's fascist. And fascist is far right. And they're like, no, 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 it was national socialist. That's far left. And it's like, no, no, no. But they were fascist. You had to, they did it. You had to do everything that they said. Like, there weren't any, uh, there was no, no questions asked kind of a thing. That's fascist and far right. They're like, no, no, but they were trying to head for socialism. So it's fun. You know what I mean? It just gets bounced back and forth. But it's both, right? Like they were they were a socialist movement, but they, they, they were, were fascists too, right? They were, or were they? Yeah, they were fascists. They were fascists for sure. So then it's like, how did this idea of socialism of the left right being fascist. and the right being fascist? Well, because we've talked about the idea of fascism being like this use this use all catch all term, right? Really, what they're talking about is you're being authoritarian, right? That's the right. It's like authoritarian. Um, but can't the left like be mo- authoritarian? Monarchy, right. um, that sort of thing. Like one dude calling the shots. Yeah, is more right wing. Yeah, um, and then it also contains like a bunch of libertarian areas. You know where you get out to the point of it's like personal feelity that's where it gets to that point of like personal feelity where there's one guy that's like the emperor and then it's everybody's like personal relationship to that guy and that's how you run the world is through personal like you find a loyal dude that's in charge of a bunch of other dudes and they get everybody to promise their loyalty to each other on this individual empowered way and that's kind of more of the no government it's all run through that sort of thing like the buddy system yeah Right. That's right. more of the right. Where the Nazis were definitely take over state industry, you know, 
run the government the way that we think that the government needs to be run. Yep. And, um, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like an organized, large social movement that is a characteristic of the left. Yeah. Um, the thing was that they were they hated the communists, and the communists hated them. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that it's pretty clear that they're a far... As far as the political spectrum goes, they're like a far left in Germany. We're talking about Germany and we're a far left movement. Right. I think the neo-Nazis would be considered a far right movement. Okay. In America. Right. Because they're not about socialism. They're just about like the Jews. <laughs> right. Yeah. They've taken like the culture of the Nazis mm-hmm. and none of the economic... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, none of the economics of the Nazis. Right. That's really where they become socialists, is if you really look at, like, how they ran the German economy. So it was, like, wealth redistribution type shit? No, it was state control of... Oh, of... Of industry. Right. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we're going to get everybody in jobs, and we're just going to print money to pay them... And we're going to do a lot of the things that are very much like on that side of things, mm-hmm. you know. And then, like the hating of the Jews, just got attributed to the right. You know, that's what they they've picked up, like in America, especially. You know, like mm-hmm. the alt right just took on a lot of the social final solution stuff. Of the, <laughs> right. worst, the worst parts right. of the Nazi movement right. are the parts that like they really focus on here yeah you know but as far as like just a um way to run a government um the nazis i think were kind of like on the way to like a communism you know in the sense that it was going to be all state controlled in the great motherland and everybody was gonna you know what i'm saying yeah it had it had more of that than it had the other where every man was their own thing. You know, you are not, you were part of the race. You were part of the big thing. Right. You know, they had a lot of different takes on some core things. But as far as just where it lies, I think it's more on that side than it is on the far right side. Mm-hmm. But again, like you say, it's a big circle too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it. it's, it's, I don't know. There's like, there's the saying that, you know, the people shouting down with America. I, that I see on TV and the mm-hmm. people I see shouting America are the same people. They yeah. just got different things in their heads at that moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I really think that a lot of it is that. Yeah. You know? Um, there's just a lot of those kind of people in the world right now, or there's just a lot of means for those kind of people to become very noticed in the world right now, mm-hmm. which is the same thing. Yeah. No, they're very noticed. And I think it's a there's a lot of ways to get people who aren't even those people to like it's like everyone got ratcheted up a few notches mm-hmm. from where they were previously. Mm-hmm. So like if you were already someone who was like feeling pretty passionate about stuff going into, you know, like the the Trump stuff in twenty twenty, you know, mm-hmm. all, all that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. If you're already someone like that then you got ratcheted up to like, I got to do something now. Right. I'm getting out right. there. Right. You know? And if you were kind of more of a like, don't give a fuck person, 
you got ratcheted up to like fucking pick a side bitch you know in well, a lot of ways that's the thing is like that's a key component of like the social media um phenomena right. is that everybody has to go on the record about all this shit right. to some degree yeah and if you don't go on the record it's like going on the record right yeah. you know there's you no avoiding it you can't escape it if you have a social media presence yeah so um everybody has more buy-in yeah i mean back in the day like you know Clinton was getting fucking um, impeached for the Monica Lewinsky thing or whatever, right? right? Right. But, like, you could have one opinion one night and another opinion the other night, and nobody remembered, like, or could look up or think about, yeah. like, what your opinions were. You're just sitting at dinner, you're like, you know what? Probably would have fucked her, too. Right, right, or whatever. And then the next day, you're like, you know... Yeah. It's not good. He's a president. And most people never had to even develop an opinion on it at all in the first place right. because it just was never in their orbit very much. And they could just like, haha, it's funny. You know, the dress right. is, the dress had some spooge on it or whatever, <laughs> make a joke of it. They right. never had to like think about it. Right. But like if that were to happen today, oh. that would be oh. like, oh my God, like people would have like pictures of the dress in their fucking name right, right, on, right, on, right. on their on their you know it'd be like the ukrainian flag would yeah. be like a dark blue dress yeah you know what i'm saying it would right. be crazy right you couldn't like not have an opinion on it right. and not having an opinion would be an opinion right it'd be turned that's the crazy thing and is people like... would be judged for their whole life over how they felt about it yeah you know even before all the information came out right it's just unbelievable and so people have more buy-in, you know, like once you say that, like, I'm, I'm fucking in on this, it becomes very hard to like get, get out of that, you yeah. know, to change your, change your mind. Yeah. You know, unless you just completely don't care what people think. You know, cause I was super liberal on like all my Facebook and everything. And then the minute I realized like, oh wait, a lot of this stuff is bullshit, you know? And I just kind of went the other way and pissed a lot of people off right. again, you know, and I just don't really care about that. Yeah. But again, I'm consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just seeing it how I see it and then I'm just going to report it. To me, that's the consistency. Yeah. No, I think it is. I mean, like, yeah, I think getting on social media is where it's like all almost always pathological, you know? In what way? Well, like any t- any time I've like been on social media and I've like felt the need to like post something, mm-hmm. it's pathos. It's like coming from emotion. It's mm-hmm. like like you can still like think and be like in the right. Like you're you're right about the shit that you're posting, sure. but then the act of being like I'm gonna show them and I'm right. gonna stir the pot that right. is like kind of pathological, just because it's like it is an emotional act and you know like what do you you know like logically you can't be like i'm changing the world <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. or yeah. Uh, you know it's like and and we've all done it we've but you all do done think it. like fuckers need to hear this fuckers need to hear this yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and it feels good and it feels good to be like ha huh, like maybe i just bursted that dude's bubble today you know right right you know it feels good and but i do think it's also like you know, at least in some degree on a spectrum, it's it's like an emotional uh, thing to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it does do a weird thing. I don't it's, know. It's, it's a high. Twitter is a weird high. 
uh, more so than any of the other ones that I've Twitter, found. Twitter, I don't even. Twitter is a bizarre. I feel deal. like Twitter is the crack cocaine of all of yeah. it. Yeah, it just gets you like super, just like yeah. It it it's um. I don't know. It's like sometimes like when you watch like a mind-blowing documentary or you see something on the news and you just get really fired up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but Twitter's like that just no matter what. Like if you just scroll long enough, you're going to find like the thing. Right. Or the person that you just like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And everybody that's even remotely like you. Yeah, exactly. I hate everything. Yeah. About you. <laughs> yeah. This like just, there's just nothing more I need to know about this person. And I know I just fucking despise them. And you just go to like that point. Yeah. And it's something satisfying about that. Yeah, absolutely. Or I don't know what it, I don't know why. But it is like sort of like, no, it, it's a feeling of um, I don't know, I don't know, but it's just sheer contempt. Yeah, you know, and they even get madder. Like once you find like the person that made the the tweet or whatever, that Twitter's algorithms know what makes you fucking crazy, so they put that up there for you to get all crazy about. And I get mad at that, and then I look at the comments. And I get even more mad at the yeah. people that are like the dumbasses that agree. Right. You know what I'm saying? That can't even like figure out like how to write things. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah me think that right too. Yeah. You know, those are the fuckers. Yeah. Those are the fuckers that really get me crazy. Yeah. But I keep going back. And I, like you say, I'm not doing anything. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I'm, I can just like make everybody super mad and get reported or do whatever it is, you know, yeah. that accomplishes nothing. Yeah. And I know that, but I keep going back and at least like reading it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're like a 14 year old girl who's like cutting herself. I opened that <laughs> message thing like you're so like, many ah, times. Feels good. Ah. You know, it's kind of like feels that. good. Ah. it's kind of like that it is it's like and i do it too man like i feel like just social media like even if it's not political you're gonna see some shit on there <laughs> that just fucking pisses you off yeah or or makes you feel bad in some sort of way right you know right just hits you like right in the soft spot yeah you know yeah just a just a fucking kick to the groin right and it's like this masochistic thing where you're like no this is good for me you know? Or something, or it's my duty. It's like my duty. Yeah, what? It's kind of the thing of like I think how some people used to watch the news. Yeah, you know, like goddamn, it's going to be depressing and mm-hmm. a motherfucker. But it's five o'clock. We need to sit down and watch the news for a half an hour just because we have to know what's going on. Yeah, you know, and like my, my like yeah, that was a thing that happened in the world constantly, and people never felt better after the news. No, you know, like no. it wasn't like a thing you did to cheer yourself up. It's like a weird duty, right? That I feel like um, I don't know. It's like visiting a depressed friend. <laughs> you know, yeah. you you have to do it, and you know it's not going to be any fun. Mm-hmm. But um, you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's not going to make the depressed friend, especially it's like visiting a depressed friend after you know that like the visit is not going to make your friend feel any better. Right. You know, but if you don't come, it might make it a little worse. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of where you're at. Sure. But and just I guess to counter pose a counterpoint, like maybe if you don't go and you just kind of like 
you're there in like a removed sense, you know, and you're just like, look, man, you got to get your shit together. You're bumming me out. I'm like not going to hang out with you until I don't know. That's kind of terrible. But it's like, you know, uh, you let him hit rock bottom. You let the world, you know, hit rock bottom out there. You're just like, I'm not dealing with you until you figure your shit out because it's not like I'm okay, you know. Right. And you're dragging me down. And maybe that's like the best thing you could do long term like it could be it's not i mean it doesn't fully track this analogy but it's like it's because it's not gonna be like a wake-up call for the news but maybe it could be because if people just stop watching they would stop they'd be like all right we got to change something you know yeah like if people stop watching stop paying attention because a lot of time the depression stuff you know it's like and i speaking of from someone who has been in it you know been in the the depression stuff like sure it's a it's a pity party you know right it's a big old it's a big old pity party and uh once people are paying attention to you and they're like oh it's so hard to be you and oh and you know it must be so hard and you're like yeah it is man (laughs) and then you but you're like kind of like oh i'm getting attention though you know (laughs) like i'm really getting my life is really hard huh but if if people are just like you know what like i don't get like you're awesome like who you are inside but this sucks and so figure it out and i'll see you then you know like what if it was like that yeah it's kind of mean or, or you know but i'm like would it be better for that person in the long run would it be better for the news if people were just like all right i hate this like i'm not gonna do like i can't do anything about ukraine i can't right. even do anything right. about like the local shit other than like maybe go to the corner pick up some trash or maybe locally voting if my state isn't like a particular stronghold you know or i right. don't know fuck um <laughs> yeah that's the thing you know i mean like i i think that a lot of times like the news is where you find out about like the tidal wave that's coming towards the city at the same time that's a bad analogy or you know, you get like some heads up on things that help that have helped people survive in the past. Yeah. You know, Russia's going to be attacking Ukraine pretty soon. We should fly to Poland while it's still available to do that. You right. know, like different things like that. It has yeah. proven in the in the past to be um, a means that um, has been helpful, right. you know, because like world events do come and affect you personally if you're not aware even if you are aware they can do that you know what i'm saying so like that's the argument for like kind of having to go you can't be just like fuck you news you know what i'm saying because like sometimes there's important shit that you do need to know that comes through that information network right yeah um, I just keep thinking about the, I'm sorry I just keep thinking about the time I said that I thought but that Bly would be the one to die on the toilet <laughs> on the podcast and he heard where is that coming from <laughs> <laughs> of all your friends who do you think is going to die on the toilet and you're like Michael Bly <laughs> I just said it so quick man and then he listened to that episode. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He thought it was funny, though. Yeah, but it oh, got is it. He, is he still? <laughs> it, it had to have. Why? No. A lot of people die on the... Elvis died on the toilet. Yeah, he did. 
It happens. That's a place where people die a lot. Hmm. Yeah. They're squeezing out a number two, and the heart just happens a lot. Really? Yeah. You, sir, could die out in the toilet. All right. I probably will now. Yeah. You know? I don't know where that came from. I was thinking about, like, my depressed friends and stuff. (laughs) 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 I'm just trying to, like... It's more of, like, visiting a depressed parent that you are somewhat dependent and Uh, indebted to. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what the news and politics are. Yeah, you're right. In the sense that you're kind of a member. You can't just be like, yeah, fuck off. I'll catch you when you're better. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not... um, it's not like a bar, you know, it's like the city government that you pay taxes to and you're involved with, whether yeah. you like to or not, because you're a citizen of the thing that you're living in. Right. You're not a dude in a tent by the highway, right. you know. Yeah. So that makes it different. That makes, and that makes it, uh, that makes the analogy a little bit more. That, that tracks more. Yeah. yeah. It's like visiting a depressed parent that if you don't visit, it might get worse. Yeah. And they're telling you about the family. And they're telling yeah. you about, like, you know... You and there's know. nothing you can do about any of it. Right. You know, and it's all just kind of sad and slightly depressing. Yeah. And then they might throw in a little bit of weather talk and a little bit of sports talk just to kind of... Yeah. You know, keep you going. Yeah. End it with a smile. Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, here's how the world's all going to hell. Right. Yeah. Um, With occasionally some, like, important news that actually, like, affects things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know how we got here. What are we talking about? Oh well, we were talking about the Willamette Week guy. Oh Willamette sure, Willamette Week Nazi yeah. guy. Yeah. So Willamette Week's Nazis. How I don't are they, know. How are they dealing with this? Is my question. Have I you don't, seen? I don't know yet. I, I don't are think they going like quiet on I, it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because they're the kind of punk ass bitches that like block you. Right. They'll block you. They'll put you on blast if you like make a cake in the shape of a white penis or whatever the f- I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean like bakery makes white cis white cake for I don't know I don't, I don't know, no, know. The, I'm just trying to think of a the bakery was um they didn't oh, they, they didn't said, make a gay cake they didn't make a gay cake right yeah right they'll put you on blast if you're not gonna make a gay cake yeah I bought a big piece of gay cake the other day oh, it was did? amazing yeah it was one of those all the different color all those different oh, layers and they're all the different rainbow. rainbow yeah it nice. was it was so gay. That sounds pretty yeah, gay. Yeah, it was pretty. And I'm saying gay in the 1800s use of the word. Happy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm I'm I want to not take it back, but you know, take it back a little bit. Now, well, we can still mean both. Cuz I've been feeling pretty gay today. <laughs> you know, and people would be like, "Oh, <laughs> you have?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's a great day." It's just a really gay old day out there, you know? Yeah. I mean, technically that's fine as long as there's no, like, um, if you can just deliver it with no sense of, like... I'm feeling um, gay. I can't you know, do it. I can't do it. That's, do that's it. the problem. Like, I it was pretty close, it. like, the first time you yeah. said it. You know, like, yeah. if, if you do it, like, oh, I'm just having a gay old day. Yeah. You know? Having a gay old day today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do like, it. It makes what? me laugh. I don't think we can bring it back because it just it's just it, it, as wonderful as it is, right. you know. Well, you could just be like, "Oh, you know that that um 
Aaron Stern, he's a he's a he's a gay all day. He's a he's a he's a gay chap. Right. You know, right. just, <laughs> as, a, as a happy guy. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that'd be I was a super, walking... super nice compliment, but yeah. I just can't say that without laughing. Yesterday, I was walking gaily down the road. <laughs> <laughs> gaily. I was gaily walking <laughs> down the road. It's impossible. You can't, I, you can't, you can't reclaim can't, gay. Damn it. Damn it. Because I'm not trying to reclaim it to the way where it's like, yeah, gay means stupid. Right. You know? I'm right. trying to reclaim it, no, to earlier where gay means happy. Right, gay. That's where it needs to go That's back. That's where it needs to go. Because yeah. then it's like, all right, it's not turning it into a bad thing. Because we've lost a word for happy. Right. You know what I mean? That's sad that right. we've lost a word for happy. It is and sad. now it just means like a sexual orientation. It means dicks, a lot of dicks and stuff. It's like, what? How, how did that? <laughs> a lot of dicks on dicks and butts. You know, how did it turn into that? That's okay. I don't know. But yeah, it's, 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 but it feels like we've, we've lost something in that, in yeah. the shuffle. You know, and and the eighties thing, like I do, like enjoy just calling things gay <laughs> yeah. as well. I don't know. I'm it sorry, I do. Well, when someone you you, it's like you um when someone's like being gay, like, <laughs> and it's not like they're actually homosexual. It's like they're mad that you didn't. They're mad that you didn't like do the dishes. You know, like right. you didn't do the dishes, and it kind of like turns them into like a gay person. <laughs> like also like. <laughs> Like, like all of a sudden they just sound gayer. You didn't, you didn't do the dishes. You're like, oh, being pretty gay right now. <laughs> you know, like, and I don't yeah. get it. Like, what's that about? Like, you know, like when people get pissed off at petty things. I, that's when I was like, dude, you're being so fucking gay, dude. You know, <laughs> like, or like my dad's, my dad, what do I say? My dad. My dad's being so gay, dude. <laughs> I would yeah, always I say that shit. Oh my god, yeah. It's <laughs> my dad is being so gay cuz he's not letting me leave my room. It's so bad. Um it's such a bad like thing to get into your vernacular because like yeah. I I mean I grew up in like junior high when that was like a major thing that you called everything gay. Oh, you know really? what I'm saying? Yeah, well yeah, everything was gay. That's funny. It, it lasted like a, a while. Big, it, was, it lasted a long while. Yeah, because it was the same yeah. when I was in junior high. Yeah, I think it's because gay meant happy, right? Right. And then gay started to mean gay, like right. homosexual, right. right? And that made all the people angry that they'd lost the word for happy that they were using. They're like, yo, right. bro, I'm having such a gay day today. <laughs> yeah. You know, they couldn't say that anymore because right, right. people would get mad You'd at them. like, what the fuck are you talking about? So then they like, well, you know, if it doesn't mean happy anymore, it's going to mean shitty. Right. You know, because all the right. homosexuals are using it. So we're going right. to start using gay as though it's shitty. Right. And that's the psychology that goes into that. Right. Yeah. And so now that all the hate, if we can work through the hate Just as a society, yeah. gay will stop meaning shitty. Mm -hmm. It'll go back to being just super happy. Yeah, because if you think about a gay guy, they're just like, doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, they're like making a cake, making a gay old cake. They're singing, they're dancing, but, they're doing. But again, Spencer, <laughs> gay gay people are a lot like plastic surgery. You only you don't notice like the really sad ones. <laughs> That's a not a good analogy. You still notice the sad ones in the plastic surgery. I don't know. 
Well, it's, I it's see where not, you're going. You though. see what I'm going. Yeah. Like you know, you, you only you, notice like the really gay ones, right? And then there's like the guys who're like, "Yes, I am gay." You know, and you're like, "Oh, I go, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, right. for sure, right?" And you don't notice those guys, and those are the ones that are just watching TV and crying at night, <laughs> right? They're not making gay old cakes. Yeah, there's a lot of sad gays out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, gays. Yeah, just like there's a lot of like fucked up heterosexual. Yeah, no, too. I'm a sad yeah. hetero. Sure, yeah, sure, it happens. I'm a gay hetero. Right. Yeah, and that's how it should be. You know, like where you know you are, like you can be, you're sad first, and then you're either gay or straight. Right. You know, I think yeah. that's that's fine. That is fine. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry if if uh, anyone got mad out there about this. <laughs> I don't even know what we said that they. I mean, I'm sure there's so much that they could get. There's got to be, but I just always picture like you know. I put it through, this is probably not a good thing that I do. I put it through, like, sometimes I've got a flash of, like, what if my sister hears me saying this, you know? Uh-huh. And, but then it also it gives me a little giddy feeling, you know? <laughs> I get, like, a little feeling of terror, like, oh, no, she's going to violently attack me. Or she's going to, like, send <laughs> people to violently attack me. But then right. I'm like, oh, it's pretty funny, because she'd be like, Spencer, <laughs> you know, and like as the older brother, like that's one of my pride and joys. Right, being like, oh, for sure, it's just no. But you're trying to bring gay back to being happy. Yeah, I don't think that there's. How I don't could, think that's bad. How could anybody get angry about that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You mean the fact that you used gay as a derogatory term for years and years, like? That's something everybody knows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that's news to your sister. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, sure. That's one of the reasons she has court dislike of you. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? Like, uh, to, to this day. Right. Yeah. You know, so that, that bridge is burned, burn, baby. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you can't you can't burn it again. Right. Right. So don't worry about it. Okay. You're just doing it all. You're just recording all of it. Next recording it. Yeah. yeah that doesn't, doesn't change anything. That's, not, that's why this feels different. Yeah. Than just normal Spencer. Right. Huh. Yeah. Well, hope everyone out there is feeling <laughs> real gay right now after listening to this podcast. Yeah, you are probably like ten percent gayer after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's our goal. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's our goal with this podcast. Yeah, we've done. And me and Spencer have done like five hundred episodes, so we're like, I don't know, whatever, four hundred percent gay. Well, no, I think how it works is we it takes the gayness out of us. Right, because we're recording our gayness. It exercises our gayness, our gayness and trans- transmutes it yes. yeah, through the through the through the podcast airwaves into yeah. the audience. Well, yeah. you know, you're welcome. Yeah, that's what I say to my to our audience. That's what I say too. You're a little more gay. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and give us some money. Yeah, give us some money. You know where to do it at Patreon. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. the universe is recorded in idtu studios located in portland oregon all opinions and commentary has been carefully researched by the technicians and scholars of idtu research academy and therefore should be greeted with healthy skepticism and disbelief no idiots were harmed during the making of this podcast